Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week on Jordan, Jesse, Go, we finally learned where the Ku Klux Klan was founded. It turns out, Oakland, California. Let's go. It's Jordan, Jesse, Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Uh, Joining us on today's program, uh, an old friend of ours, Mm -hmm. a great stand-up comedian, great sketch comedian, a pretty good sketch comedian, (laughs) a very good sketch comedian. You know... If if he were to pick one, he would probably pick the stand up. Sure, uh, but he also does sketch comedy with our, with our pals uh, Alex Cole and Brent Weinbach in Boom Time. Mister Moshe Kasher, Moshe, welcome to Jordan Jesse Go. Hello, thank you. Thanks it's, for having me. How long have you lived here? Because we got to know you. When we got to know you, you were living in the San Francisco Bay Area. We were doing shows together with uh, Prank the Dean in Boom Time. Yeah, I moved to this podcast about six months ago, and okay. I'm just keeping silent. <laughs> you keep it a low profile, I but I'm here saying. to slang some noticed. jokes now, y'all. What's up? <laughs> yeah, you're. In here, I'm in here, and I'm ready to. You're gonna swim rock this weird. crowd. What's the? If Yo. you don't mind my asking, what's the rent on this podcast? Rent very, very low, very low. Hmm. Yeah, Jordan, you should know that. Yeah, yeah. you've seen your paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> it's no sound of young America. <laughs> That's where the money is. <clears throat> the big money's in public <clears throat> broadcasting, Jordan. You know <laughs> yeah. that. I know right. that. Everybody knows that. Sure. <laughs> Moshe's Moshe's got a brand new comedy CD. Uh, which I should have in front of me so that I could tell you exactly what it's called, but it's called something like I know Everybody the name of the Dies. Album. Everybody, I, I, the name of the album, I wrote it. It's called Everyone You Know Is Going to Die, and Then You Are, Unless You Die First. It's <laughs> pretty good. Oh, thanks. Yeah. It's a mouthful, but it's true. Yeah, it is true. It's undeniable. Um, I, have a, I have an important question for you guys. This is something that has really been bothering me. Um, it's been all up in my business, and I don't know what to do about it. I sincerely need help with this. Okay. Do you, do you guys, are, you guys membership, uh, are you guys members of any savings clubs? I'm talking about grocery store, uh, drug store, savings clubs, where you swipe your card, give them your phone number. Yeah. And, yes. And uh, they... I when I was a PA, uh, Prince, I was, Prince Albert. But I was pretty yes. Okay. Uh, when I was a gentleman's cock ring. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Only gentlemen have cock rings. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Exactly. Yeah. No. 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 Roustabouts. <laughs> no, they no. don't let them. If they go in for a cock ring, they say, "Sir, hello, come, good sir. Here come is back, my cock ring. Come back after you've been to a cotillion." They say. <laughs> um, uh, actually, cotillion there's no music. boutonniere on that lapel. <laughs> cotillion music is actually just a bunch of men like slamming their cock rings against a glass table. That's sure, and then it. young people learn the foxtrot. Yeah. <laughs> ding, yeah. ding, 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 ding. <laughs> um, uh, I I enrolled in the Ralph's Club because mm-hmm. I would have to go to Ralph's once a week and buy the food to stock the production kitchen. And if uh, you're not in the club, then you're you're leaving money on the table. Yeah, well, and Ralph's was running a deal back in the day where if you racked up so many club points, you would get a free chicken. <laughs> a free uh, sure. like roasted a li- chicken, not a live chicken. Yeah, like, no, like one of those uh, one of those heavily spiced chickens in right. the bags that they have at grocery stores. Spicy store. chicken, the spicy Anyways, chicken costs a spiced lot. Spiced chicken, <laughs> yeah, okay. It's not a spicy chicken, no, no, Moshe. It's been spiced. 
Uh, needless to say, you know what they called it? Oh, spiced chicken. It's a spiced chicken. Happy season. holidays! Happy holidays, everyone! Get a spiced chicken. I would on your get way out. that I would get a cloved orange. <laughs> Jen, Christmas. You're thinking of a mulled chicken. That's oh, right. Sure. Hot cider. That's, when, that's chicken. when you impregnate it with cinnamon sticks. <laughs> with my mull. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is your dick. And yeah. Jordan, Mold I think dick. you're thinking of a Martin Mull chicken. I am. I'm thinking of a Martin Short speaking of my dick. Hi-yo. <laughs> oh, Small dick. Okay, so <laughs> if you got a certain um, number of points. Uh, anyways, uh, you're getting a chicken. Uh, needless to say, costs a lot of money to stock a production kitchen. I was ra- uh, raking in about a chicken a week. And uh, for, for someone on a, on a very kind of low salary, that's... Uh, that's, that's quite a lot exciting. Of spice. Uh, so I, I had very good, uh, good feelings about the club card, but I guess that's been discontinued. No one the club card? Uh, no, no, the getting a chicken. Okay, they so what do you get? Anymore. What do you get now? Nothing. Safe. A pheasant. <laughs> yeah. I would think that they, they, if they're going to go anywhere, they're going to go a game lo- bird. A lovely fat goose. Did you say gay bird? Game bird. We don't talk like that here. <laughs> Come Actually, on. I don't know how we talk. Yeah. How do we talk? This how would you say here. we talk on the show, Jordan? Uh, frankly. Yeah, frankly, 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 what? Uh, about problems that teens are having? Yeah. Well, you know, I like I first got pregnant when I was like 14, and everybody was doing it, and I figured, why you not? You wanted something to take care of. Yeah, and I'm a Tureño, but I, I <laughs> as we were discussing Moshe and, and I, before the show started, we were talking about local gangs. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's just a fun thing that urban guys like Moshe and myself yeah. like to talk about. Both bloods. Lo- Crips, Norteños, Sereños, and yeah. of course MS-13, the world's most dangerous gang. Both local gangs and local gangs. <laughs> Hello. I heard that the Bloods and the Crips uh, came to a truce recently. They frequently come to a truce. It's, oh, uh, it was just a publicity stunt. Yeah, it's yeah. it's interesting. That it's like in, WWF wrestling. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> I feel like Los Angeles is. Um, Los Angeles's media is so obsessed with gangs that a gang really can put on a publicity stunt. It's true. The so gangs, when they did the truths, they were all wearing Stride gum t-shirts. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, bro, this truth the- brought to you by Stride. <laughs> they were they were holding that little lawn gnome for orbits. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, this is the problem that I've been having. This is the problem that I've been having with uh, my uh, grocery club. Mm-hmm. Number one, I'm uncomfortable with the idea of the grocery club. They. It's not actually a savings to you. It's just a way to trick you into letting them track exactly everything that you buy. Sure. Real talk. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's true and correct. True and correct. Um, and so, uh, you know, there was a, there was a period when they first, they first got invented when I was like 14, 15 years old. Now who invented the club? Was that, that was, uh, Archibald Flapdoodle, I think it was. Archibald Flapdoodle, 1892 invented the club, uh, but they weren't actually popularized until the early 1990s. Until they invented the supermarket, which came after the supermarket <laughs> right. club. Right, exactly. Right. They, 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 needed a, they needed a gathering place for the club right. members. Right. <laughs> and, of course, a benefit for joining the club. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so uh, there was a, there, I have to admit, um, uh, when it comes to uh, dork jokes you made when you were 14, there was a brief period when um, my uh, Safeway Club membership was under the name of George Orwell. Okay. Um, oh, very dorky. Nerd. Extremely dorky. Mine was under Dr. Dre, bitch. What's <laughs> <laughs> up, y'all? First name Doctor, last name <laughs> Dre. Um, uh, so I, I, that, and that was fine. 
frankly, that was fine because I felt like, well, at least I didn't give them my real name and I had made up an address, you know. Mm. So when you give them your information, so they know my profile, but at least they don't know exactly who I am. Was it like sure. 1984 Less Way creepy. or something? No, it yeah. was... It did, Big it, Brother it, Avenue. 1984 <laughs> Big Brother Way, something like that. <laughs> Nerdville, California. Um, <laughs> so uh, it was, you know, it, it, was, it was what it was and uh, that worked fine for a little while. Uh, I ne- I've never carried the card. I'm sure you guys don't carry the card. There's no need to carry the card. This is 2010. Yeah, you just give your phone number. Yeah, you just type your phone number into the little pad while they're ringing up. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the problem. When, when I was uh, uh, a youth, and even still sometimes today, my mom, for additional income, would board English as a second language students. Oh, okay. So students who, uh, students who were learning English at a, uh, an English college in San Francisco... Uh, would stay at our house and um, uh, for you know a few months uh, and live in the uh, back bedroom. And you would uh-huh. teach them English. And and we would teach them. I would teach in them the back English. bedroom. Specifically. It's right. funny. My, my I, I developed for, a system. My mom for extra income used to uh, suck men's penises. Right. <laughs> that sure. Remember? Well, you in the back up... in the back bedroom. Yeah, absolutely. Penis as a second leg. <laughs> <Yeah>. Martin Mull. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> 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 she would specifically fillet Martin Mull. <laughs> he's a he's a wealthy celebrity. Yeah. All right, he's, he's interested in uh, you know patronizing. He's got that. He's got to spend that Fernwood tonight money yeah. somewhere. <laughs> he was a wealthy patron, and my mother would fillet him. Okay, so um, we had these we had these ESL students staying in our house, and one of them was named Martin Metzger. <laughs> no, <laughs> Martin Martin Metzger at some point went to Safeway and bought something that required a Safeway club discount. And, uh, you know, they said, would you like to sign up for the Safeway club? And he was in English as a second language student, wasn't exactly sure what was going on. They roped him into signing up for, uh, uh, signing up for a card. Yeah. The hard Um, sell. Yeah, exactly. Now this was before the age of the ubiquitous, ubiquitous cellular telephone. Mm -hmm. So the telephone number that Martin provided to the people at Safeway was, my home phone number, my mother's home phone number. Now, when I go to Safeway, they always say to me, and this is something that they developed a a while into the club program. So for a while, that was completely irrelevant. But a while, a few years into the club program, they developed a computer system that would tell the checker the name of the person whose thing had, uh, had, who was using their club card. And so the checker always says, thank you very much. Uh, Mr. Casher, when you check out, for instance, for example, no, 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 not for example, always. That's what he always says. <laughs> yeah. Thank right. you very much, Mr. Casher. Um, so at this point, um, you're just lucky that your your last name happens <laughs> well, to that's be Casher. Why it's a stage name. I went. I, I heard about the club thing, and oh, I changed sure, it over sure. to Moshe Casher. Was Moshe Metzger? So, um, so now, whenever I go to the grocery store and buy something with my club card, they say. Thank you very much, Mr. Metzger. Mm-hmm. Now, it's been like this for years. I've become comfortable with the fact that these people are going to address me as Mr. Metzger. I've never, in my adult life, frankly, I have never shopped regularly at Safeway. Um, that's never been the place where I go for my groceries. You know, it's just somewhere where you go when I stop by if I need a half gallon of milk or something like that. I'm more of a Trader Joe's man, as, as you know, Jordan, sure. certainly. 
Um, and I you, also know because, because I just we, saw you we there. Ran into, we ran into each other. Oh, that's Trader cute. Joe's. It, was it was very cute. cute. We ran into each other two days in a row. Uh, oh it's God, only been true. recently, and I should have known this, uh, it was only brought up to me that uh, Trader Joe's employees have to comment on something in your cart when you check uh-huh. out. Like, that's a That's, that's a rule at Trader really? Joe's. It is. I have yeah. not noticed that. Really? Yeah, I just thought it was the friendliest place in town. Nope. But, uh, and no. a trick. Mm-hmm. And they're union busters, so. Yeah, right, I know. Um, but they have Hawaiian shirts. Yeah, they do you have know, Hawaiian shirts, which is how you can the tell they're friendly. I, can rem- I remember <laughs> one time where islands. someone, uh, where one of the dudes commented on something. I'm like, oh, this seems like a nice dude. Had like a funny beard. And I'm like, oh, I'll chat him up while we're, uh, while I'm getting checked out. And I feel like I tried to continue the conversation, and he just got the most annoyed look on us. I'm like, what? Like, you brought this up, and it only recently became clear to Can me that he a, didn't want. A clarifying question? You may. Was it Martin Mull? It was. It was actually Bob Balaban. <laughs> it was Bob Balaban. Archibald huh? Flapdoodle. Yeah. So, uh, generally speaking, this hasn't been an issue for me in mm, my life. Like, it's, I've just come to accept it. However, recently, my wife began a new job, and my wife's new job is out in this uh, northern part of Los Angeles near CalArts uh, that is the – it's just the most sad, depressing place in the entire Valencia, world. Valencia? Like, Valencia, California. Sure. You would say more than Haiti? I would say, <laughs> I would say well, Haiti has a colorful local culture. You mean the uh, this black, place black just people? has this Ventura mm. just has or what's it called Valencia Valencia, Valencia just has a claim jumpers. <laughs> there was a they point, have a claim jumpers in Haiti now. Actually. There was a point where there was a point where my wife, uh, you know, w- w- had been working there for two weeks, and the the owners were going to take her out to lunch. They were stunned that she had never been to a claim jumpers. Oh yeah, and she's never had the uh, giant prime rib. Delighted at the opportunity to finally get to introduce <laughs> her to one of America's finest dining establishments. This is so, a, oh for the people who I, I is this is is claim jumper more than a southern california thing? I think it's a southern california focused thing. I think it's more than a southern california thing, but I think it's based in southern california. I guess we should explain this is a gold rush themed restaurant. Yeah, it's sort of like it's it's in the vein of an outback steakhouse. Yeah, Only if yeah. you replace uh, Right. Australia with Gold Rush. Yeah, all the all the servers are Chinese indentured servants. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> old school. They actually send your laundry back to China <laughs> um, on a on a junk on a Chinese junk. Oh, is that a thing? Yeah, Chinese junk. Chinese so what happened? It's called. Um, so then, so um, so my wife lives in this wasteland, and the only place to eat lunch besides Claim Jumpers and In and Out Burger is Safeway. So she goes to Safeway every day to buy herself a sandwich or something for lunch. Uh, And she is worried because she is starting to develop a relationship with the people at Safeway. Mm. She sees the same because it's, you know, there's only during lunchtime on a weekday, there's only three or four checkers working. And it's the same three or four checkers every weekday. It's the ones who've been there for a long time. And they have begun to know her as Mrs. Metzger. At what point does she take action on this? Does she, A, tell them that her name is not Metzger, B, sign up for a thing using our home address and telephone number, which will, um, you know, we'll start getting coupons from Safeway in the mail or whatever, uh, three, just change the name on my mom's account. So now when my mom goes to the thing, they'll say, uh, thank you very much, Teresa Thorne. Can't you... Um can't you just do the? Can't she just put Teresa Thorne, but then a fake address? 
maybe, but that would require her to actually sign up for an account. Yeah. Which seems like I'm not sure if that's worth the work. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Sure. We've talked about it for 20 minutes already. <laughs> sure. Which, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I could have been filling it out for her. But right. It had guy. that crescendo punchline at the end where... Where Martin Mull comes in and sprays us all with his famous confetti. Right. <laughs> well, I was in the store. I was in the store yesterday. It's funny that you just did a thing on a podcast, a confetti throwing gesture. <laughs> yeah. So Jesse just threw confetti, fake psychic confetti, sure. into the air for all of us. Yeah. Um, um, are you concerned she might be trying to secretly marry someone who works at Safeway under the name Mrs. Metzger and then mm. she'll have like a double life? I am concerned she's at, she's leading a double Somebody life. Somebody at the Safeway deli counter. We think about the shit she could do at the Safeway to just to kind of cause trouble under the name Mrs. Martin Metzger. Yeah. Oh, man, she could crazy. be she could be pissing in the dairy aisle, frankly. She probably is. Yeah, and, do you think this is like a Beyonce Sasha Fierce situation where this is her like more rowdy alter ego? She's been talking about making a double album and I didn't know why not just a single disc. Yeah. Under the, her Teresa her famous Teresa Thorne persona. Sure. Things are changing. Well, okay. you know, cuz it's what okay, so don't is because it, I a, had been – here's the thing. I had okay. been encouraging her to uh, continue to work with Rich Harrison because uh, I love his go-go-influenced soul beats. I don't know who that is. But nor, nor I. I find, I find that more and more she wants to party with Swizz Beats. Mm-hmm. She's, she wants to talk to Swizzy. Swizz. 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 Yes, he's known. Swazzy. Well, he certainly is known as being very swizz. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Swizzdom comes from <laughs> – yeah, I was in Vons yesterday, speaking of this topic, uh-huh. and I didn't have my thing, uh-huh. um, my little card or whatever. And Your then little the, Yeah, and then the guy was like kind of copping attitude, and I'm like, well, just can you just pop a thing in? And then the guy next to me, I was like, well, do you have one? Because you know how you can do that? Right. He's like, like do you, can you have one? And he's like, well, I can give you my phone number. And he like gave the checker my phone number, but he was like kind of like gay, I would say, by just by my sort of judgment of him and then he gave me <laughs> like this, a harsh negative judgment i don't know i mean hell going to hell kind right of thing. but i i he gave the number and then he gave me this look at the end and i couldn't identify the look uh, was it like <laughs> get your shit together get your own fucking bonds card or remember that phone number and give me a call for anal sex you know like i couldn't tell which one he was telling me it's a fine line it is often a fine maybe line. it maybe it was both maybe it's like get yourself a bonds card then call me. Then go, like if like, you I get, will, if you get the yeah. bonds card, I don't I will mess, reward you. I don't want no scrubs. With but if you get a bonds card, anal pounding. <laughs> That's okay. Be the, okay. This is, this is we're just gonna leave this unresolved. I don't think we can. No, I don't think just we're have gonna, her fill out a new one with a fake address. Uh, That's it. Okay. Yeah, right. It it literally takes two minutes to fill out one of these cards. Would it be fun if she wrote that her name was Sasha Fierce? <laughs> I think that would be fun. Okay, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. With us, the great Moshe Kasher. Moshe, it's great to have you here. It's great to be here. You can make up a nickname for yourself, by the way. I know that you came in here blind. You certainly didn't even do the basic research that by, by visiting our website. You asked me what the difference between the sound of young America and Jordan, Jesse Go You didn't Jesse tell Go me was. anything. <laughs> Is it, aren't, I don't work for this podcast. You do. <laughs> 
he's Moshe, got a point, Jesse. He's Moshe, got a point. this is like a job interview. You're supposed to come in with a few questions for us. How was I to know? Had I but known, I would have. All right, fine. I know what I, I know. What I'll ask. Okay, what do you what do you got for us? What can this podcast do for me in my career? Oh, oh we nothing. Can do a lot. Absolutely. Oh, <laughs> we can wait, do a lot. Wait, there's some wait, I was, to disagree. I was okay, going to say nothing, on. and you're saying a lot. Which <laughs> is it? Somewhere in the middle. Sidebar. Sidebar. Yeah. Jordan, um, he can't hear us right now because we're in sidebar. Sure. Um, <laughs> the code hi guys. Of silence. Guys. <laughs> guys. Shh. Moshe. Hello. Uh, hold on. Moshe, it's okay. Just be quiet for a minute. We'll be back. Okay. Um, I think we should tell him that it can do a lot for him. But that's a lie. This guy is sucking dick for money. He's got nowhere to go but up. I, I've been on this fucking thing. What have I got out of it? Jesse? You're on Fuel TV. Moshe, it's going to be fine. Je- Where am I right now? Moshe, get your mouth off my dick. <laughs> <laughs> Real funny. Real Let's funny. talk to him. Let's talk to him. <laughs> okay. okay. Moshe. Hey, guys. What's up? Have you ever heard of a celebrity named Mr. Martin Mull? <laughs> uh he was nothing yeah. before he came on our podcast. He didn't then even he have got, a mustache. Then he got the job as Roseanne's boss you on mean Roseanne, Uncle, where Uncle he was Martin? able to meet David, Darlene, Becky, the other Becky. So this um, he's doing Roseanne's pretty good. sister. Yeah, what was uh, Roseanne's sister's name? Jackie. 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 That's right. She Roseanne's was an alcoholic. Jackie. Can we talk about Roseanne for a second? Uh, yes. Yeah. Sure. I really like Roseanne. That's funny. Isn't Roseanne a funny show? Yeah, and you mean John Goodman's great on Yeah, and uh, Roseanne is great on it too. Mm-hmm. Sure. They're both great. I my Lots uh, of prestigious writers in its day. Oh yeah, really? Is that right? Yeah, Who I didn't know there? that. Uh, James L. Brooks, of course. Sure. Uh, Rob Reiner. James Earl Jones. Joss Whedon's first writing job. Really? Mm-hmm. Joss Whedon's first writing job was on Roseanne. Norm MacDonald. I knew that Norm MacDonald wrote for it. God bless Norm MacDonald. Sure. Do you think Norm MacDonald I think Robert Smigel too. Really? really? The, I, yeah, the, we might need to confirm that. But uh, internet, um, I, he, I I love Roseanne, so that's a that's a good place to start. But anyway, I think the the moral of the story here, Moshe, is David from Roseanne was in Christmas Vacation. No, have you seen? He the, was the son. Have you seen the guy that got uh, the Alex? Not Alex. Look at Family Ties, right? Sure. The youngest Jonathan, maybe the youngest son. The new son that they brought in to revitalize it. <laughs> uh, I'm aware that that happened, but uh, I never really watched. Well, the show. anyway, that guy got arrested recently for something weird, and then they showed his mugshot, and it is insane. Full butterfly neck tattoo. Yeah, big plugs. He looks. He's like a Grateful Dead, like street. You know the criminal hippies. You know, like not the <laughs> not the good hippies, but yeah. the, like the, the danger hippies. The danger hippies. In fact, once actually, I once saw on Hate Street in San Francisco a full war between like the black like thugs and the danger hippies, and wow. it was like it was crazy. Like the thugs all had like you know forty bottles and like you know baseball bats, and this is literally true. The the uh, danger hippies the, had rain sticks. They, you think I'm kidding? The danger hippies had like walking staffs. <laughs> And like I'm not joking, like rocks, like hand but drums, I, I can amulets only imagine, of protection. I can only imagine crystal and kind of like quartz and like <laughs> yeah, right, and like like wizardry and th- and it was and it was equal. And as a white, just as a, jagged, broken off pieces of dragon bones. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right, right. They would just like uh, break off stalactites of their own body odor and throw it at them. <laughs> but I have to say that as a as a white kid that grew up in uh, urban setting in Oakland, I'm from Oakland. That there is a sort of, and I don't think it's racist. I think it's more like I think <laughs> this it's, is probably going to be racist. No, it's not though. Actually, I think it's more like just like irony and like a little bit of like sort of vindication for childhood. 
it was it's kind of pleasant when you see a bunch of thugs lose a fight to a bunch of like <laughs> white like n- like pathetic You're saying hippies. that you were happy that there was a race war. <laughs> you would like to see and more that of it. the whites were winning the top. race war. All I'm saying is that the time for Rahua has come, which is the <laughs> racial holy war. And, uh, Jordan, you probably don't know a lot about Rahua being no. from Orange County, but sure. those, the, I mean, Moshe's from Oakland, the We're, home, the home of Rahua, the home of the, <laughs> the legendary home of the Ku Klux Klan is based, of course, in Oakland, California. That is, that's the Hell's Angels, I think, is what you mean. <laughs> the Hell's Black Angels. Panthers yeah. and the Hell's Angels. Actually, the Hell's Angels are kind of racist, right? Yeah, the are Hell's they, Angels yeah, are racist. Really the Hell's Angels are loose cannons. That's true. I, I think that. Um, I think that our I, I think that there's a, a weird thing going on with biker culture in America, mm-hmm. which is tell that, me about it, and we, that it still exists. We start we kind of associate biker culture with the guys who, who the 55 year old guys who ride around on Harley Davidsons and are fat. You know these guys that I'm talking sure. about. Just it's just a guy who Great bought deal. a Harley Davidson. Sure. But actual the actual bikers there was a there was a they broke up a biker gang about a year ago here in California and they talked about some of the shit they did mm-hmm. and it was fucking horrifying. Oh, yeah. It was way 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 worse than any story about a street gang. I ex- with the of course the exception of MS13, MS-13 the, the world's most, most dangerous, dangerous gang. gang. Yeah, yeah. Um but the shit that was going down in this biker gang like what? was in fucking sane. I don't know. They were like cutting off people's hands and shit. <laughs> wow. And like the volume of the volume of drugs that they were removing. Cause the, because the thing is, is that the bikers, the, the, um, you know, the, the street gangs, what you think of as the street gangs, they're, they're still running the crack cocaine and your marijuana distribution in America's cities. Mm. But these biker guys are the ones who are building the meth labs and the exploding meth labs in fucking uh, Salinas. Sure. Fact. Okay. <laughs> crank, uh-huh. the drug crank, got its name from being transported in the crank case of Harley Davidson bike gangs. That's how it got its name, Crank. And, and at the same time, America seems to think that bike gangs are a charming delight. <laughs> Is that true? Well, have you seen Pee-wee's Big Adventure? I have. Have you seen a little movie called Old Hogs? What's that movie called? <laughs> uh, I think you're confusing Old, old dogs. dogs and Wild Hogs. Jeff. Okay, well, famous. Which is crazy that you did that. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, guys. Um, yeah, no, yeah, I think I think there's 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 the biker gangs and then there's just the old dads who dress up like the biker gangs uh-huh. on the weekend and the only difference by the way between the two is that one group cuts off your hand. <laughs> <laughs> And that the other group works in real estate. They're hopped up on crank, sure. and they take the crank. That's why. What do you, do you think? Okay, how about this? You're now, if I'm not mistaken, Moshe, yes. you're an expert on Rahoa, right? I am an expert on racial holy war. Yes. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, what would you like to know? <laughs> I'd like to know. There has never been a Moshe that was not an expert on racial holy war. Sure. But go ahead. Um, it, given. <laughs> I mean, there have been millions of cashers who are not experts on <laughs> that. True. There's cashers everywhere. That's six, why it's the go-to six, name for the Safeway to, checkout. Yeah, six um, million to be specific. Who do you think wins in this fight? I mean, you are, you've already the whites. You're used to handicapping <laughs> these <Hold> fights. <laughs> Listen to the rest. Biker whites. gang dads. What? Or the most? In my opinion, in my view, easily the most formidable group of dads that I've ever seen uh, in my time here on Earth. The Cholo Dads. Oh, Cholo Dad or, bi- or 
Or biker dad? Now, cholo dads, you know, biker dads, you're looking at. Aren't a all cholo dads? Many cholos. I would say all, many cholos are dads, yeah. but not all cholos who are fathers are cholo dads. I think the cholo okay. dad is a very specific uh, demographic category. Speaking it's, of. It's a combination of demographics and, of course, psychographics. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, speaking of things that are racist, um, <laughs> sure. all, all Mexicans have, behave in a certain way. Have girlfriends? Have you? Am I making? I don't, it's like a thing. It's like a thing. Like they're so. I'm so like having a girlfriend. Like, is a I'm thing? so. It's I'm like so, I don't know. I'm just, I, I I can't find anyone. I guess I'll just have to sign up for Match. dot com or something. No, I'm so emotionally unavailable that I notice things like this. Like young Mexican are in relationships. A lot. It's interesting. It's racist. Is this racist? No, I think it's interesting. I think it's like me, my haina, and there's a whole romantic culture where they dedicate oldies to each other. Do you know about that? Oh, we, we've talked about yeah, yeah, that's We've been talked about people yeah. dedicating oldies to each other. Uh, I used to best. do that. Wait, are you talking about low-riding oldies? This is a good story. I, I, yeah, I guess I am. Yeah. Um, I, when I was a youth, I, I wanted, I wanted to be... Have you seen <laughs> How does rock and roll gangster go? That's not how it goes. Go away, oh girl. Okay, so when I was a youth, I wanted to be black. Sure. Very much. Well, you grew up in Oakland. Everybody, where everyone wants to be black. No. Yeah. Even the Klan. Originally, yeah. a lot of people don't know this. Originally, the Klan was a group of uh, African-American culture aficionados. That is correct. And then they got, they got soured. There was a, a deal went wrong. And it's not even about racism. It's really about an old debt. I, I did an interview the other day where the interviewer asked me, in so many words, literally asked me, why do you want to be black? Whoa. But do you want to be black? Not really. I'm happy with being white. It's great. It was funny that you said, though. Yeah. I do like rap music, though. You God, said in that yeah. thing that the interviewer asked you. You did actually say that. I don't know if that was... I don't... I don't... No. Moshe. No. Okay, so look. Okay. So when I was a youth, I wanted to be black. And somehow I met a girl, but I never actually physically met her, just sort of the way that you do when you're in junior high school. This girl in San Francisco who wanted to be Mexican. She was also white. Okay. And we started going out, but only on the phone. And our entire and I never I literally never met this girl. How and do you she, start going out on the phone with someone? I don't know. You know, just talk. And you remember when you were young, you talk for hours and hours and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah but no. But has what's the how, what was the impetus? How did you how did you even get well, each how, other's phone numbers? Because I knew her cousin, and I think her cousin wanted to be both Mexican and black, and that was the cultural bridge that brought us together. And our whole relationship, I never met her, but our whole relationship was... A lot of hoop earrings. I'm going to guess there were a lot of hoop earrings hoop earrings. On, yeah. And, and all we did was dedicate oldies to one another. Wow. Oldies dedication, and then we just broke up. And that was that. Because <laughs> you, 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 you feel like she was, maybe she rededicated the same oldie, and you're like, you're not in this anymore. No, it's just that I dedicated a uh, Baroque concerto to her, and she oh. said that was a little too oldie. Yeah, it's a little too old. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is, this is moving way too fast. She's like, <laughs> she's like if you dedicated a, a song by the Orioles to me, that would be pretty old. Mm-hmm. That's old. That's old. That's old I don't want to hear Green Sleeves. Yeah. Uh, um, 
Oh, uh, here's something about Mexican relationships. Uh, the, the, a really cool part about uh, a Mexican neighborhood on Valentine's Day is you drive by the bus stops and all the teen girls are all holding giant stuffed animals bigger than them. Yeah, well, you know, we, I, I um, uh, this 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 is not a and thing. Like balloons and stuff. I, I grew up in a largely Mexican American neighborhood in San Francisco, but this, I think the the selling things on the street culture was very different in the largely Mexican American neighborhood that we that I used to live in in here in Los Angeles. But there was for the day before and the day of Valentine's Day, uh, street vendors selling the most outrageously enormous yeah and also spectacularly shitty <laughs> valentine's day gifts yeah they look yeah all those stuffed animals just look filthy they have there's, there's like pink rabbits with giant there's you know what they them. remind me of they remind me of and you're from oakland motion you might be able to relate to this a store that sells sneakers where the sneakers that are on the shelf for you to look at them are shrink wrapped Oh yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. you know what I'm talking. So that's every to me. That was everything that they were selling was something that's randomly and poorly shrink wrapped. Yes, but not shrinked because it was big. No, not shrinked because it was big. It I'm, was the quite the opposite, Moshe. Quite the opposite. Another thing about Mexican culture, and this is I hope this isn't racist. <laughs> well, we we, but, we crossed that threshold. A while another ago. thing about, is that all Mexicans want, can I, can are I lazy say, and terrible people. <laughs> can I, I just have say, you noticed that? Sure, that's funny. Um, <laughs> they are. They yeah, are. sorry. Yeah, you were, no, I was just gonna, were, I was okay. just going to say that my mother has a master's degree in Latin American studies. Back to oh, the, to give yourself a little credibility. <laughs> I feel like I need something here. The back room. Yeah. The back room, the ESL back room. Yeah. I used to spend a lot of time in the Mexican Museum in the uh, La Raza Cultural Center as a child. Sure. Um, I just don't want people to think we're racist, Jordan. Well, we are know. kind of racist. Rahu, uh, guys. Rahu. <laughs> yeah, Moshe's right. Okay. Well, should we bring the, let's, let's bring the racism segment about some, here. What were we talking about before we were talking about biker gangs? I don't know. Jordan, this is a free-flowing conversation. Okay. Right. I'm just saying there might have been something there that we should go back One to. One thing about biker gangs, though, is that they are uh, – a lot of them are very unhealthy. They're very fat. So they're not as intimidating because of how large they are. Like once they get <laughs> off of their, their, feel like their they fast could, horse, they their, couldn't chase their you steel down. chariot. Yeah. You know what I mean? What are they going to do to me? You know what I mean? I mean I would if – if there was a Hells Angel here right now, I would look at him and I would be like, you want you – know, so, I would just be like, come get it. If so you feel froggy, just, leap. Just you know like, what I mean? Yeah, I was going to say. Afraid. Wait, so you would say, say to this, let's let's role play okay, this real quick. You're going to be the Hell's Angel? I'll be a Hell's okay. Angel. Okay. What can I be? Um, uh, you can be my you'd girlfriend. You can be Mexican. Okay. Okay. You can be my fat girlfriend. Okay. Fat girlfriend. <laughs> you already were his fat girlfriend. Did you say something to my fat girlfriend? No. no are no. you talking to my fat girlfriend? Wait, are we already doing Do you, that right now? Yeah. Uh, okay, sorry. Okay. No, no Jordan's fine. not really my girlfriend. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. No, keep going, guys. I was in character. I was fine. Okay, right. sorry. No, are you okay? For me, the reality of the bit is still here. Okay, Moshe, right. are you on board for this? Yeah. Is everything and... cool? I have a line I'm going to say. You do? Yeah, yeah, keep No, going. You, you, don't, you have a non-speaking part. Oh. <laughs> I didn't tell you that your part's non-speaking? Look charismatic. I don't want to play, I don't want to pay the you have fucking to pay me, ASCAP. You have to, yeah, you have, to pay, you have to pay me scale if I say anything. <laughs> I don't want to pay you, I don't want to pay you the BMI. Okay. I want to pay the ASCAP. <laughs> 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 um, okay, let's do the role Go. play here real quick. All right. <clears throat> Did you say something about my my girlfriend? Do you call my girlfriend fat? I mean, no. So you, I'm gonna cut you up. You she, want me to cut you up? If you feel froggy, then leap. 
for I am a Jew. Okay, that's good. That's enough. More I just food wanted to and hear you drugs, talk. please. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> to say that, you fat hog, <laughs> you wild fat hog. Moshe, I have a question. I yes. have a question for you. We, we, mentioned that we, uh, we mentioned that we you and I ran into each other uh, two days in a row. True. Um, one of those days was at the, uh, was at the uh, Silver Lake Reservoir here in Silver Lake, Los Angeles. Uh, you and your brother were running around the reservoir for exercise. Yes. Um, what were you doing at the reservoir? Hiding a body? Yeah. <laughs> hiding a body. Okay. With your dog. Yeah. Um, me, and, me and my pup were. Mm-hmm. Coco digs a little you wanna, hole. You want to <laughs> go, 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 go hide a body? You want to go hide a body? Yes, you do. Yeah, come on, let's go. Um, I, so I saw you guys out there. And uh, certainly you, you, you alluded that you're a member of the chosen people. I'm a Jew. Um, and Jehua. There's not a lot of Jews trying to start the racial holy True. war. I'm the only one. Um, I, I I couldn't help but notice this. Um, uh, you you're named Moshe. This I couldn't help. That is very observationally, <laughs> which is astute. A very Jew name. That's true. There's not a lot of goyim named Moshe. That is probably none. There may literally be no. Nice. Actually, Jordan's given name is Shlomo. I sure. just right. you knew mm-hmm. that. I changed it uh, because there's already a Shlomo Morris <laughs> Wait, uh, is in your, show business. It's is your name really things. Shlomo? No, no, it's not. Well, Shlomo, interestingly, is King Solomon. Uh-huh. Is actually his Hebrew name is King Shlomo, and, <laughs> and like it's and Solomon is like a a, a Greek sized. But it's so funny, like you think no, funny. the wisest king of all time, King Solomon. But like it sounds like the <laughs> wisest Shlomo. king of all time, King Shlomo. <laughs> why don't you split the baby? <laughs> yeah, it's like doesn't sound wise. Sure. Anyway, um, and he's supposed to have had a thousand wives. <laughs> I have a thousand wives. Shlomo. And Shlomo loves to fuck. A thousand I, wives I've got around here. Call me Shlomo. Why you like fucking boy? And that's a thousand mothers-in-laws. Oh, what am I gonna do? So you're 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 at the you're at the reservoir and um Moshe, you're you're a guy who I would not if I saw you on the subway, I wouldn't my mind wouldn't instantly go, that guy's name is Moshe. Okay. But I'm perfectly comfortable accepting that you, that your name is Moshe. What would it the makes guy sense. Be? He would be kind of Jewy. Do you not think I look? I'm like Jewy. You look. You look totally. You look perfectly. But you look no more Jewy than I do. People often assume that I'm Jewish because my name is Jesse, a, a name from the Hebrew Bible. Yeah. And uh, and you I have uh, dark hair and a light complexion. I'm I'm not. Are you? Uh, no, I'm not. But I get it. I I get you look I Jewish get, too. I get Jew as okay, well. Okay. Okay. So you wouldn't. Okay. So so I. But but you're perfectly reasonable. It makes a lot of sense. But I have to say that your brother looks like something from the cover of a Hardy Boys novel. Like non-Jewish? He looks like the goyest goy of all goys on earth. Real? You know, my brother's an Orthodox rabbi. Really? That's spectacular. <laughs> yeah. In- oh, infiltration. What's it, what's it like for him? Is he discriminated against because he looks like he should be on the cover of, an, of a boys' novel from oh, the 1920s? From other Jews? Like, you don't look... I think, he looks, I think you maybe. Maybe your uh, repressed homosexual fantasies have kind of warped. I think he looks pretty Jewish. He's got like a really? crook. He's kind of crook nosed. Does he? He's got a lot of money. Maybe no, it was just. Money. Maybe it was just He's always because counting he was the money he does have. In public. Yeah. Mm, one, two. You guys were both wearing sweatbands. I think. No. That, I might have been <laughs> focused on the sweatbands you were wearing. That's interesting. I'm gonna tell him about that. That you think he looks non-Jewish. We just let him know that. Just, just let him know I want to fight him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe, just, uh, maybe. 
as he was, did originally look like maybe uh, Moshe was running from him right, because right. his brother was trying to round him up. Uh, <laughs> I um, we went to. Uh, I thought you were going to ask if he'd ever been discriminated against for being an Orthodox rabbi. We went to Turkey together, uh, uh-huh. the country, not the meat, and uh, and they were straight up like anti-Semitic in Turkey. Really, my brother wears a yarmulke. So yeah, that, so he was like very. He was broadcasting. I'm a Jew. They were straight up not cool. He also had one of those microphones with the little radio transmitter in it that sends out to all the things whatever he says. And he kept he saying, all, "I'm a Jew. I'm a Jew." Yeah, I'm a and Jew. he was also slaughtering Muslim babies everywhere we'd go, which the <laughs> sure. Turkish are really weird about. But, um, <laughs> but like everybody, whenever I tell people that we had like a negative experience in Turkey, people are like, "Oh my god, I went to Turkey. People were so friendly." But I propose that any country that is only cool to you if you're not wearing a little hat is not a cool country. In fact, it's a bad country. (laughs) Because you'd say that most countries have a healthy respect for little hats. (laughs) That's correct. Especially Peru. So that's why, for example, in uh, in rural America, the circus strongman is so broadly respected. Because Because of his little little tiny hat. hat. Yeah. (laughs) Because he's such a big strong man with such a little tiny hat. You know, sure. It's a real juxtaposition. Um, I can understand that. I would just want to announce that we're we're streaming this show live. We announced it on uh, on the Twitter. My Twitter's Young American. We put that up on the Twitter, and uh, there's a chat room going on. There is a a chorus, a cavalcade of disappointment that Jordan isn't Jewish. There are, <laughs> there are chosen people in here. People they, seem perfectly people comfortable with pretty, the fact that I'm not Jewish. I'm pretty upset about it too, actually. Yeah, no, hey, I, I, uh, I, yeah, your mom would be disappointed if we got together. What did you say about my mom? I, she would be disappointed if we got together. All right, yeah, I just didn't hear you. You should date a nice Jewish boy. Some, someone also said that, this, that this stream of the show is, is uh, enlightening because it's obvious that they don't edit the show at all, oh, which I think means that we're doing really badly. Is that what that means? <laughs> I think that, yeah, this that was like a funny. backhanded compliment. Who is it that said that? Terrence F. Hey, Terrence F., go F yourself. <laughs> is that F or F yourself? I hope so. Um, well, oh, okay, so, so I, I, you, you think of the Jews in general as being uh, a comedy-focused culture. Okay. Uh, but I, I guess I, don't, I, know, I know jack about Orthodox Judaism. How do they feel about your, uh, your sometimes now, body I, stand-up comedy? I want to ask you, this, I want to ask you a, a corollary don't question, mine. Moshe. <laughs> uh, did, is your brother an Orthodox uh, Jewish rabbi because he uh, became a, an Orthodox Jew as an adult or as a teenager, or were you raised Orthodox? I, my brother's an Orthodox orthodontist. Okay. <laughs> and we only do things in alliteration sure. around my parts. Um, well, he works for Ortho. He works for Ortho. The best control company. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, I have an Uncle Ort as well. That is Isn't true. there Ortho mattresses too? There's also Ortho mattresses. He's okay. an Orthodox orthodontist sleeping on an Ortho mattress working for Ortho. And he's, he, uh, when he was fighting in the Masters of the Universe series, his sidekick was Orco. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> And in related news, he's an orca or killer whale. (laughs) (laughs) And he's from a little planet called Ork. His name is Mork. I was trying to slip that one, but good job. Okay, Moshe, you were saying how were you? What was your what? What was the context in which you were Uh, raised? My father was. He has died. um, Reform. No, (laughs) our condolences. No, dead. Our condolences. Um, 
he, my father was an was an extremely orthodox Jew with okay. a bl- black hat and all. Okay. However, my four locks the whole nine yards. Four locks. <laughs> four that locks. sounds anti-Semitic. Okay, uh, sorry. Four, uh, he me- was a Shylock, <laughs> a greedy Jew. Yeah. Uh, my father was greedy yeah. uh, and <laughs> controlled much of the media. Uh-huh. Uh, Time Magazine was his thing. Mm. He did that. Yeah. Um, he but, practiced usury, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> well, we all do, Jesse. <laughs> yeah. We all do. Um, and uh, he was very religious, uh, but my my mother and father split when I was very young, and they were sort of religious together, sort of. And then as they split, my mother got less religious and my father much more. So that's what happened oh, today. Oh, interesting. Because the, 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 people, the people in – the only two people who are close to me who are very observant Jews were both – uh, both converts, mm. um, uh, and it's it's a really intense lifestyle that involves True. a very intense commitment to a community that I could hardly imagine two different parents oh, having different positions it's, on it. It's it's weirder than that. Like I would, I grew up in Oakland, as I've mentioned, in a more or less secular culture, and then every summer I'd go to New York, and I would literally go from the airport to the Hasidic Jewish barber shop <laughs> to get myself a nice. Hasidic cut, put For on a summer. white button up. I mean, I'm like a, a California street kid. Yeah, every, you'd get off the airplane, literally head straight to the moil. Straight to, I would get my penis <laughs> you, cut even no. shorter. <laughs> you would every you would, year. You would take off your T-shirt of the Tasmanian devil sagging his pants. My fa- <laughs> that's correct. <laughs> I would take off my T-shirt. My father would playfully twist and tease my nipples. <laughs> Is that a I don't know. Jew thing? I don't know what that if was about. He said that was. That's what he said. He said it was in the Torah. <laughs> it is in the Torah. Tasmanian mm-hmm. devil sagging the rabbinical teaching. <laughs> no, but it was literally almost like that. Like Tasmanian devil T-shirt, straight to the Hasidic thing, haircut, y- velvet yarmulke, button-up shirt into the shtetl. No, and my father. <laughs> my father lived in a place that was essentially a European shtetl. It's called, it's called Seagate and, in, in Brooklyn, and it is literally more people there. I have cousins who are third generation Americans who speak with Yiddish accents, Eastern European accents, because they spoke Yiddish before they spoke English. Like they know Yiddish wow. better than they know English. That's spectacular. So I would go from this California like like Taz kid to like. And like scenes of like Shylock, um, or, you know, Yenta or whatever. And like the tra- trauma. But now I'm funny. I've turned Where'd you get laid more? Oakland or uh, Jewtown? <laughs> I would like to have in my story, uh, a, a, in my repertoire, a story about how I bedded one of these Hasidic girls. That would, man. I mean, here's how religious that community was. We would play uh, dodgeball games between the... Uh, ultra orthodox kids and the really religious kids. <laughs> oh, wow. You know what I'm saying? I was in the ultra orthodox group. These kids were, so it would be like Yiddish only speakers versus English too. Who's, uh, who's better at dodgeball? Well, who do you think? I have no idea. Definitely. It could go either way. It's definitely not the, the, the pale. You know, racked with Tay Sachs disease, Hasidic kids. It was, both it was of, both of the folks that uh, both of the folks that I know who converted to observant Judaism. One of them is our our pal Claude Brodesser Ackner, who mm-hmm. converted as an adult uh, to marry his wife Taffy Brodesser Ackner. Taffy, yeah, Taffy. Um, uh, and one is a, a very a very close family friend who who converted when I was uh, maybe ten. Um, they both had adult circumcisions. And that mm, is the only way to go. Unfucking believable to me 
God must be so amazing. God must be oh, to them. To them. The Muslims only get adult conversions. I mean, they're 13 years old. Wow. When you're a Muslim. When you're a Muslim, you get a, a conversion at 13. My. You mean a circumcision? What did I just say? Conversion. Oh, yeah, circumcision. Sorry. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Only. Oh. The whole billion. billion. Oh. Well, it, this is interesting. Historically, there's been many, many more converts. I probably started masturbating around then. I did, too. <laughs> Historically, there's been many, many more converts uh, to Judaism female because it's a really steep entry price when you convert to Judaism <laughs> yeah, as a man. you got to be really on board for that shit. Yes. Holy mackerel. You have to cut your pe- – and, and traditionally – Do you think for Claude it, could, it, it was just the – it was just the the – the sweet sex of taffy brodesser acner he's like she's like sorry i'm not giving it up unless uh you think it was i'm not more. giving up that she was like yeah, let me see I that laffy his- taffy let <laughs> me see that laffy taffy and she said cut off your penis cut off your penis <laughs> that's how that went in that kind of sing-song way yeah yeah what taffy, was that group called 54dl or something the gr- laffy taffy, laffy taffy group? i don't know okay. hip-hop is the worst <laughs> like it's just de- degraded into nothingness i've been listening to that song lately that goes um I'm trying to find the word to describe in this girl without being disrespectful. You know what I'm talking about? No, I haven't, you haven't heard, heard that, that song? one. It's no. a very, it's a top 40, top 10. I listen to the oldies hip hop station. Oh, now, well, that I'm stuff's old. still good. But this is like the, 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 the first part of the hook is like, this, this girl's so beautiful. And he's like, I'm trying to find the word to describe in this girl without being disrespectful. And then the back hook goes, damn, you's a sexy bitch. A sexy bitch. So the premise of the song is that he wants to describe the girl without being disrespectful. And what he came up with is, you're a sexy bitch. Like, they, he, in he hip-hop couldn't culture. wrap his mind yeah. around the idea of not using bitch. Yeah, he's like, now that's well, not disrespectful. You know, one maybe of my f- this is showing his, his dual nature. He right. has the... That's true, actually. He, one he of, This is pretty like a failed. sophisticated narrative. One of, one of my favorite hip-hop songs of all time that I love to hear on the oldies hip-hop station is Pitchin' on a Park. By DJ Quick, where where his his intro is, hey mom, I, I tried to make a song you could listen to with no cursing and shit, and then he goes, <laughs> oh well, I tried, but that's self referential and like he's doing this is I don't believe this song. I think this song. You don't just, think this is? I think this is in character. Is this Sasha Fierce sings this song? If I'm not mistaken, it's Sasha Gray. Sasha Gray. Are you familiar? Mike Metzger. <laughs> Are you familiar with Sasha Gray? No. Speaking of Sasha, I was at the M Cafe the other day. Uh huh. And there was this jerk off sitting next to me talking on his phone. This British jerk off was like, "We know the guy screaming, yeah, oh God, right, screaming into his phone." And I was just like, "I hate this guy." And I, I started talking louder. And I was about to turn to him and say, "Buddy, shut the fuck up." When I realized that it was Sasha Baron Cohen, and then I just <laughs> didn't mind as much anymore, and really wanted him to like me. <laughs> You're like, "Hey, yell louder!" <laughs> I really like when you yell. Please. Please put me in a movie. Did you hear? Did you know Sasha Baron Cohen? Speaking of uh, Jew brothers, mm-hmm. uh, did you know Sasha Baron Cohen has a brother who makes uh, Jewish popular music? No, really? Yeah, in Israel. Wow. He lives in Israel, is an observant Jew, and makes Jewish world music. Wow. He makes music, he makes, uh, he does sort of dancey music. Um, as you would expect for a guy that lives in Israel, right? And right. Uh, he he makes sort of dancey music, and and then he collaborates with these Jewish artists from around the world uh, huh. that do have traditional Jewish music styles in other places, like African Jews have certain kinds of, right. and so on and so forth. African Jews is like yo yo instead of oi oi, get it? Because the black, blacks, oh, sure, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. Rahoa and the whole nine yards. Oh, that sure. was really that was the low point. That probably was the lowest point. 
Wait, I was going to say, you know who the most famous dance music group from Israel is? Are you familiar? CNC Music Factory. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> uh, they're a group called Infected Mushroom. Have you heard of them? Infected <laughs> Mushroom. Swear to God. World famous, the world famous Infected Mushroom. Jordan, real quick, who's your pick? Infected Mushroom <laughs> or, or Mr. You, President? Oh, I thought you were going to talk about High Five of Teenagers. <laughs> well, high Five of Teenagers. <laughs> This is cool that you guys say. Yeah, there's a there's a there's like a Korean Korean boy band, or at least when we were in college, uh, called HOT High Five of Teenagers. (laughs) (laughs) And we we used to make we used to talk a lot about our we had one of our theme songs on the show uh, was a song by this this German uh, pop group called Mr. President called JoJo Action. Um, Now JoJo. Jojo was a, an amazing guy. Uh, he's down at the disco, um, uh, and so on. Uh, <laughs> and okay, that's and, all you needed to say. And yeah, then, so, then someone introduced us to High Five of Teenagers, so we would talk a lot about HOT. <laughs> One day, Jordan and myself and our friend uh, Brian back in Business Lane are walking down the halls of the dormitory. Uh, talking about High Five of Teenagers. I, I believe that by this point, Jordan was a resident advisor. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and uh, uh, a girl from Jordan's Hall goes, you guys like H.O.T.? <laughs> oh, she knew him. She, not only did she know them, this girl was uh, half African-American, half Korean. Her biggest connection to her Korean uh, uh, culture was that she was obsessed with Korean pop music. <laughs> H-O-T. Sincerely loved High Five of Teenagers. That is a great band name. Um, yeah. Speaking of all the, the things we've just been talking about. I, had a, I actually had a Sasha Gray observation. Go. Let's do it. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sasha Gray is the uh, kind of porn star turned actress. Oh, in, she's an actress uh, now? Well, she was in the Steven Soderbergh movie. Oh, yeah, sure. Really? Sasha Gray. Okay, she was in uh, The Girlfriend Experience. Yeah, and... Um, uh, and I tried tried to watch that the other day. For a minute, I thought that was one of the X Men. That's what I was assuming. Sasha <laughs> Gray. Yeah. You think of Jean Gray. Jean oh, Gray. Okay. There you go. Right. Phoenix. Um, the Phoenix. All, both have very both very powerful. Also, not to be confused with Jean Gray, the rapper fo- formerly known as What What, who okay. probably was named after Jean Gray from the X Men, uh, and, and both who in turn was named after Sasha Gray, the porn star. That's correct. Go yeah. ahead, Jordan. Um, Professor and, X, uh, rated X. Sure, that's fine. Yeah. That'll do it, too. Absolutely. Right, that's another way. X-Men's a porn thing, right? That's, yeah. I'm not familiar with it. Yeah. I guess I'm not a nerd like you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Jordan. Uh, oh, no, sorry, I was Mr. Orwell. Just, I was just going to say she was really bad in the movie. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, like, really all bad. the reviews that I read, uh, you know, it's, it, it seems like a great idea. Like, she's playing an escort, and everybody else in the movie is like a non-actor playing something similar to what they are. Um, and I feel like all the reviews are saying, like, she, you know, her... Like she, the character is cold and distant. I'm like, no, she's just a bad actress huh. and doesn't. Anyway, so I, saw, I, 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 I felt kind of betrayed. Like all these, all these good reviews. Like, I'm, I'm sure it's just like if you're a reviewer and you say the porn star is a bad actress, you probably just seem like a dick. But no, right. she's really bad. I want to ask a sex movie question, which is, um, uh, you know, John Cameron Mitchell, uh, the guy who made. Um, uh, uh, Hedvig, Hedvig and, the, and Angry the Angry Inch. Good movie. Uh, which is a great movie. A fantastic movie. Yeah. Uh, if you if you watch one movie, transsexual musical this year. Yeah, make it that. Um, a great great <laughs> movie. I mean that absolutely Dreaming. sincerely. Um, uh, he he followed that up with a movie with graphic sex in it called Short Bus. Mm-hmm. Um, with 
uh, pee in the V and the whole nine oh, yards okay. and pee in the butt and uh, like penis or pee like pee pee <laughs> urine urine okay well wow. pee yeah. in the butt Even yeah. then, he wow. he actually had sex in that movie too like he was there was some sort of orgy and he's like yeah and, yeah, and I was in the orgy too and I was just having sex yeah and anyway. he um and the movie is actually um it's it's not I didn't think it was, was as good as Hedvig but it was an interesting movie I thought it was a fun movie. And it, you know, it wasn't really. I wasn't didn't send me into the bone zone, but um, uh, it was interesting. The, the, <laughs> the premise was interesting. I don't know. Do you guys know? Is he going to make more fuck movies? Is this the opening of a new genre? Of fuck movies. That was a movies? long time ago. He made that fuck movie. It seems like it a seems long time like ago. If he was going to make another fuck movie, he would have done it. He by hasn't now. made any other movies unless though. he's got some sort of Avatar equivalent of, of <laughs> right. his next fuck movie that just takes eight years. <laughs> That's to make. what it is. Well, you know, right now he's right now he's working in, inside of his submarine. Yeah, he's in San, he's in Shooting. San Simeon, California. Are you he's suggesting James Cameron has a submarine? He, uh, James Cameron totally has a fucking submarine, hey, and he makes aggressive. movies. I'm just saying that is that's like that's in like between, Cameron in between Titanic and Avatar, he made a, a little movie called Three Monsters of the Deep. Yeah, no, yeah, he uh, t- in preparation for Avatar, he was making these crazy underwater cameras, drove around in a submarine, and just anyways. Yeah, I saw a movie in, that Sasha Gray was in that I thought she was very good in. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. La, la, Jordan Jesse Go, I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Moshe Kasher, what did we say? Ma- Martin Mull, Bear Jew. Filator, Bear Jew, <laughs> etc. This is great. Um, That's the best nickname ever. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, great to have Moshe Kasher here, is it not? Mm-hmm. It's enjoyable. It's good to be here. Moshe, do you ever like to work on projects? <laughs> I do like working on projects. What sort of project did you have in mind? Well, what kind of projects are you... Well, let's get an idea of what kind of project a Moshe Kasher works on. Jordan Morris, you'll, you're, you'll work on a project beating a level. Sure. Mm-hmm. A video game level. A tough level, if there's a particularly difficult level. Or just trying, to, trying to, you know, trying to achieve my personal best. Sure. Absolutely. It's, it's not about... Some games aren't level-based. Right. That's Sometimes true. you just want to get a personal best. Plus, of course, you've got that collection of uh, virtual Xbox trophies in your Xbox trophy room or whatever that's well, called. Xbox are achievements on PlayStation. Achievement. Those are trophies. Oh, okay. Sorry. So, just wanted to wanted to clarify that before it came I, I, of course, have an Xbox, so you can tell how many of these trophies I've got. I also have an Xbox 360. Yeah. And I got it modded. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I regret it because now I can't play Netflix streaming anymore. Oh, that's a shame. Why did you? Stupid. Why did you mod it? Why, did, did, why it? did you need it modded? I don't know for like cheap games. Yeah, I shouldn't even be saying this, right? Yeah, no. They'll uh, the FBI is going to come bust down your door. FBI always listens to our show. Mm-hmm. I've since for quit. chatter. You quit Ever. drinking? Yeah, I'm so thank God. Now. And so the Xbox thank God. Was, yeah. You couldn't live a normal life the way that you were the, – the partying that you were doing. It was pretty wild. You, say, you described it as partying. I described it as self-destruction. <laughs> I, in fact, I would have even said that you were headed for self-destruction. I was just going to say <laughs> self-destruction. Mm-hmm. You're headed for self-destruction. Um, Moshe, what, what's, a kind of, what's a project that you like to work on? Is this like a sincere – Just projects. Yeah, projects. What kind of projects do you like to well, work on? Well, I do on? writing stuff. 
So you like you like to sit down at a computer and and and, and crank out a few words. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm writing a book right now. Writing a book right now. Writing a book. Okay. Can writing you tell us book. what kind of book it is? I don't want to get into your uh, fine. private intellectual property. Uh-huh. It's my memoir, so nobody can steal it from me. Okay, sure. Yeah, it's a part about th- that stuff. About the Jew stuff. Jews, I mean, Jew stuff and deaf stuff People, and drug stuff. Oakland the whole stuff. Oakland stuff. M- mostly Oakland People stuff. People mostly mean nickel to you dime. in Turkey. It's basically a coming of age. Between the sheets by the Isley Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> it's a coming of age story about teenage drug addiction. Okay, sure. But a comedy. Sure. A humorous really hilarious. coming of age it is story. For, oh, that's real. Yeah, it'll be good. And I got a weird story. I got the deaf, I got the Jew, I got the drug, I got the Oakland, I got the, oh, the whole thing. You got the thing. whole nine yards. Jordan, you, do you have any other kind of projects that you like to work on besides just beating a video game level? No! Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, what, that's what I figured. I, I am starting a new project today. What? And Jordan, I think, are you on board with this? Yes, I think we've discussed this, and uh, yes, on board. Look, Jordan and I had an important meeting, Moshe. I'm just bringing you on board. Jordan right. and I had a meeting. We went down to the Umami Burger. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a Porton Stilton Burger. What kind of burger did you have? I SoCal. Had the SoCal Burger. SoCal Burger. Um, I had a sweet potato fry. Jordan ordered an onion ring. His onion ring's better one, than my sweet potato one fries. One ring? Uh, one order. Okay. Awesome Blossom? Uh, no, it was a standard ring. Standard Blossom. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not, these onions were, had not been blossomed. Yeah, these were pre-blossoming onions. They cut them down in the prime of their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Jordan and I had an important meeting. In this subject, this meeting was the future of Jordan Jesse Go. Mm-hmm. We looked at what we've been doing. We looked at what we had planned, and we realized that we needed to do something amazing. Mm-hmm. Now, luckily, I was there. <laughs> I'm look. I mean, a lot of times Jordan will have a meeting at his house. I'm not invited. Um, a Jordan Jesse go meeting. He'll come up with a great idea. I'm not. I'm not saying sure. that I'm always the one coming up with the great ideas. But a, this is the best idea in the history of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, B, this is the best idea I've ever had. C, this is the best idea anyone has ever had. Wow, all of ideas. A, B, C. All of the ideas better than like the scientific method or anything like better that. Better than irrigation. Wow. This, better, better than um, peanut butter? This is better than the wheel. Look at how far the Mayans got, and they didn't even have the wheel. Mm-hmm. This is be- if they had had this, though, mm-hmm. they would have fucked up everybody. I'm talking about the Aztecs. I'm talking wow. about the Olmecs. You know the Mayans did always have relationships, though. They're always in relationships. <laughs> I've heard that. <laughs> always you dedicating see, you oldies. You should see the Mayan neighborhoods during <laughs> Valentine's Day. Always dedicating oldies. All yeah. the girls are walking around with human heads. You would, yeah. you would be shocked at how many East Side Story LPs they found mm-hmm. in the Mayan ruins at Palenque. Do you know what the Mayans did invent? What did they invent? MS-13. The world's most most dangerous dangerous gang. gang. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's cute how you guys have that. That's like a real cute buddy thing you guys have. (laughs) You missed. (laughs) (laughs) They tried to high-five and miss. Next, we're going to start talking about slim-fitting Oxford shirts. Yes. Mm -hmm. Slim-fitting Oxfords. Jesse, wait. I'm wearing a chambray? Is that what you're upset about? No. What what was the idea? What's this crazy idea? You guys both love accessorizing. Sure. Natch. You get your basics, mm-hmm. and then you... Put on a cock ring. <laughs> no, I no. was going to say and accessorize. you slam it against a piece of metal <laughs> to create <laughs> music <laughs> for children to dance to. Accessorizing, okay? In my mind, and of course I'm a fashion expert as the host to put this on, accessorizing is the key to any look. And if you're looking to accessorize the best that you can accessorize, you want to accessorize to the max. Okay, now look. You're nearly to the max. I can I can notice that one of I notice now that one of your accessories is a, is a belt. 
uh, looks like a nice gross grain belt with embroidered watermelons on it. That's correct. So that's an accessory that is almost to the max because it's both about holding up your pants and about your racism. (laughs) (laughs) And the homosexuality. Right. Which Um, is not real, by the way. (laughs) Jordan. Yeah. All of this, long story short, is my way of introducing the Jordan Jesse Go Hat Contest. Mm Mm-hmm. This is a contest. People remember, people still talk to me about the high five contest. You know, we did a high five contest and hundreds of people across America did thousands of high fives with all sorts of strangers, including but not limited to Yao Ming of the Houston Rockets. That is a big hand. Yeah, and a A big man. Big Chinese hand. It's a very high five. No doubt. I think you should have brought it in better, though. All of that, this is what Valerie was saying. All of that is leading me up to introducing this. The Jordan and Jesse go hot. We would have got the name of the hat (laughs) contest. (laughs) Instead of like you. Okay, how about this? Can I do it one more time? It's your show. All of that is built up only to this. The greatest contest in the history of human civilization. Jordan Jesse goes hat contest. I like it. Y'all ready for this? We're racist. So, singing one of the most racist minstrel songs of all time. Y'all ready for this? Now, Jordan, we we got to put a time frame on this contest. It starts today. Today is January something, January tenth. Okay. I'm going to say through the end of February. How does that sound? That's great. Okay, through the end of February, 28 days, of course, in February, a shortened month. Mm-hmm. Be ready for that. Are you all ready for that? Black History Month. Here's how the hat contest works. Of course, over the coming weeks, we'll be introducing categories for the hat contest. Jordan, you suggested one when we were eating lunch just the other day. Do you remember what that was? Oh, uh, God, I don't. Funniest hat? Uh, that was sexiest hat. Sexiest hat. <laughs> sexiest hat. Here's how it works. Uh, Jordan will be uh, checking your emails. You can email them to jjgo at maximumfun.org. We want your uh, short videos, uh, you know, your flicker length videos, your 15, 20 second videos, and still photographs of you wearing a hat. Or, and here's the kicker, Moshe. Tell me. Hats. The- what? The number one category, the overarching category in our hat contest is who can take a picture of themselves or preferably a video. I prefer a video because it shows that you're maintaining sure. the hats. It's not just it's not there's not a string through them or something. Mm-hmm. Who can wear the most hats? Mm-hmm. That's the big that's the big show. We basically want to see who can take a picture of themselves wearing the most hats. Uh, over the coming weeks, we will introduce subcategories. And we'll be sending out little prizes to people. And when you email us at jjgo at maximumfun.org, make sure to include your uh, mailing address. If we want to send you a little prize, we will. Um, but the key, the central feature of this is the hat contest. And, of course, Jordan is going to be uh, Jordan's going to be checking in on the hat con- officiating. contest. Officiating the contest, uh, checking in on it regularly, posting it, posting uh, some of the great photos and videos we get uh, up on the Maximum Fun blog at mm-hmm. MaximumFun.org. Um, keeping an eye on what I'm sure will be a very, very lively forum topic mm-hmm. on the hat contest on our Maximum Fun forum. 
Um, Jordan, as the as the official who's sure. going to be, can you tell me a little Efficient. bit? Can Can you tell me a little bit about uh, what you're going to be looking for in the Jordan Jesse Go Hat contest? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, photo composition, sure, very important. Uh, making a funny face while you're wearing the hat, yeah. Uh yeah, I mean, I didn't number nice... of number of hats. Yeah, I mean obviously number of hats, but for like the subcategories, um, you know, Gnomes. just it, it's not about who can buy the most opulent hat. It's not about who can you know. I I don't want this to be you know exclusionary for people who don't have a lot of money to import some crazy hat. Jordan Jesse Go is more already about... f- by and for rich people. Sure, <laughs> so we, we know, know you're that rich. you're affluent. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so I think, so I think just, just spirit and enthusiasm and artfulness, uh, and here's the thing, all going to be considered. Anybody can participate in this contest. All you need, poor poor people. Okay. Almost anybody can participate in this. Anybody with a subscription to the Rob Report can participate in this contest. Uh, all you need is some headwear Mm -hmm. and a camera. There's no going in. You have to be. Uh, legally in possession of the hats. I don't want someone going into a hat store to do this. You don't need to bother America's hat merchants, mm-hmm. okay? And I don't want people buying... You hate to get them mad. Buying yeah, hats. You to get those hatters. They could ruin you. Mad at you. <laughs> mad hatters? Yeah. Bam. Boom, right? Come on. They already That's have good. mercury poisoning. <laughs> um, I, 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 I just don't want people to, to buy a bunch of hats at retail. Yeah, and I don't. It's fine if you want to buy secondhand hats. That's fine with me. If you want to borrow hats, that's fine with me. Uh, I just don't want people going into a hat store to do this because that's bullshit. Don't sure, go into your, your local mall and hit the lids. Yeah, that ain't cool. <laughs> that's not cool. That Even ain't. if it's fresh throwbacks, lids is not cool. I feel. That. Even if you're talking about fresh throwback fitteds. No, yeah, for sure. Um, we do ask that if you are going to wear a fitted. That you keep the hologram on the bill so that we know it's... No doubt. Yeah. That you didn't just buy it from a fucking street vendor. Yeah. That's how cats do it nowadays. Yeah. That's how cats be doing it. That G's be doing that. Leave yeah, the they sticker do. on. Is that what, that's, what is leaving the sticker on the hat Stupid. about? Stupid. It's, it's dumb. dumb yeah. <laughs> for kids. It's, it's like, for kids, yeah. I, I, I bought a hat. Like uh, I don't really wear baseball caps much anymore, but I, the last baseball cat I bought, I looked at the hologram, thought about keeping it on. And not since you I, found that great product. Yeah, not since Sumo Tech. Changed my life. Yeah, uh, but then it was like I, should, oh, I thought about leaving the hologram on. I was like, "Come on, I'm a grown up," and I took it off, and that's that. I mean, if you're a grown up, the ghetto is stopping. So it's to prove that the hat is a good brand. That's the no, yeah. It's, it's to prove that it's because because in, in the professional sports leagues only license the hats to certain companies. Okay. So they put that hologram on there to say this is an officially licensed product. Okay. But I don't think people keep it on to prove that. I think they just think it's like somehow because they also leave the top sticker on now too. Like yeah. a big sticker. So dumb. Sometimes the tag. The tag was something Tag's that... Tag's old school. Tag was old school. They, they used to keep the tag on, but then they started putting the sticker directly on the hat. Yeah. Tag seems crazier to me. Well, it, tag it, team it is a little, back that again. Was, that check was, us direct and let's begin. Oh, party, party on, on party, party people. Let me hear some noise. Sure. TT's in the house of Jump for joy. joy. Party over words. here. Party over there. Wave your hands in the air. Shake it there. Yeah. These three words when you're getting busy. Whoop. There it is. Let me hear you say. Whoop. 
This is going to be is. an expensive show. We're using a lot of licensed music. Oh, <laughs> this show is going to cost us $50,000 to put out. I'm pretty sure Tag Team will be pretty stoked if yeah. any, anybody was playing their song. Tag Team are way over it. You know... Tag Team not back again. Jordan, look. Yes. Moshe and I are taking it back to the old school because we're some old, old fools, fools who are so, so cool. cool. If you want to get down, let, let me show we'll you show the you the way. <laughs> we'll... There, there it is. is. You know, it's, it seems like. Let me hear you say. Uh, <laughs> I, I want to make. I want to make a point. I was talking to a coworker about this the other day. Uh-huh. Uh, that even if someone is not a hip hop aficionado well, now, even if Yella made it a cappella, no, go ahead. Sure. Uh, you know, most people our age in the kind of late twenties had a period like in junior high or something where you know they just listened to hip hop. I, I I totally skipped that. I totally. Oh really? Like, yeah. I I basically don't know. I, like, I couldn't tell you what is a notorious B.I.G. song versus a Tupac song. Oh, really? I, just, I can't do it. Like, it, it never. That is so. Was, it's so odd to never me on because my, radar. my only, like, my only experiences were kids in my neighborhood who certainly weren't didn't switch from listening to hip hop. Yeah. Um, and then kids that I went to uh, middle school with at the you know at the fancy private middle school. Private school. Uh, huh? And those kids never listened to hip hop. They listened to rock and roll music. Private school. Private school. Private school, Jordan? Uh, no. No, I went to a public high school, okay. um, but private middle school. Okay. I was the, I was the uh, scholarship kid. I was like the bust-in kid. I was the diversity. Fair enough. <laughs> you were. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I feel like I, I went from just listening to what my parents had on the radio, which was oldies – uh, KRF 101 yeah. English. and Old English and like talk radio directly like, into third wave ska yeah, so the, yeah third wave third wave ska and mid 90s punk rock and I was into third wave feminism <laughs> sure good where do you think pornography is okay <laughs> yeah as long that as it's empowering sex yeah, work ethical you want to empower yeah. sex, sex workers work. I don't call them prostitutes I call them sex workers sure. right but I don't call them late to dinner <laughs> nice <laughs> Good. So, if you have an entry into our hat contest, anything from and if you one hat to, to a million hats, the difference between Tupac and Notorious B.I.G. Uh, email if feelings. Tupac had a lot of feelings. Okay, what did Notorious B.I.G. have? A flow. lot of a lot of flab. Yeah, he a lot of belly. Fat. He had flow. He's a fat man. Yeah, he had a great flow. Legendary flow. Mm. Um, <laughs> uh, email Jordan uh, and both of us, frankly, at jjgo at maximumfun.org. Uh, jjgo at maximumfun.org. It will come straight to us, and Jordan will be keeping tabs on things on the blog and uh, on the forum, and we'll be giving out some awards each week and looking for who can get the most hats on top of their head by the end of February, mm-hmm. um, as well as our, our award that's, that we're opening up this week, Sexiest Hat. So, yeah. Wow. Uh, jjgo at maximumfun.org. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. La, la. Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Moshe Kasher. I'm Martin Mull's sucking a penis penis dog. That's fine. I'm his cum pig. (laughs) Good. Martin Mull's cum pig, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, good. I'm glad we we hashed that out before the end of the show. Uh, Moshe, you've you've got a couple shows here for folks who are living in Los Angeles. This will probably go up on Monday. So if if you're listening this week, what Thursday night, Boom Time will be at the UCB, right? Boom Time, UCB Theater, 930. It'll be a great show. That's you and our friend Brent Weinbach and the great Alex Cole, world uh, air guitar champion. Yep. Uh, Kind of a fun uh, sketch comedy, weird stuff. Kind of a mix between... Weird nonsense. Yeah, like Tim, Tim and Eric meets Human Giant, let's say. Kind of a thing. It's weirder than that. Great. Weirder than that? It's weirder than nice. both Human Giant and Tim and Eric. Not weirder than Tim and Eric. 
Mm, well, Tim and Eric is more narrative. Huh. <laughs> Boom time's weird, but it's good. It's funny too. Yeah, it it's, is. To- it's, it's very totally funny. funny. Yes, we have we have both uh, seen the show. We both opened for the show, and uh-huh. it's uh, it's it's really great. And if and, you uh, and if and if you if you like your comedy outside the box, you're you're gonna yeah. enjoy the show. And sure. then and then um, also I'll be doing stand up at the Improv on Wednesday at 10 p.m. And also in the San Francisco Sketchfest next week, uh, Brent Weinbach, myself, and Josh Fadum will be at the San Francisco Punchline. The twenty first to the twenty third. I hope really I hope Jordan Jesse Eagle fans uh, uh, are out there who are in the Bay Area are headed to the Sketchfest. Jordan, your uh, your sketch group uh, is going to be at the Sketchfest as well. Yes, uh, my sketch group Marvin Barry will be there Ooh. the 29th and the thirtieth of oh. uh, it's the last weekend of the fest. We'll Perfect. be at the Dark Room, and uh, yeah, there's some other there's some other good acts on that show too. So it'll be it'll be a fine night of sketch comedy. I I recommend I I think people if you if you live in the Bay Area you should and you're on the Twitter uh, follow SF Sketchfest on Twitter because they're gonna I'm sure they're gonna be giving out ticket specials and stuff yeah. like that on there. That's cool. Um, you can just go to San Francisco on the 21st, go to our show, stick around, go to Jordan's show, come up to Seattle that weekend after you go to the Friday Jordan show. Mm-hmm. I'll be at the Comedy Underground there. I mean, there's comedy for forever. And of course, you 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 uh, uh, go to MaxFunCon.com, sign That's up for MaxFunCon. No doubt. Go to MoshaCasher.com, buy my CD. I mean, there's a lot of things there's you can do. There's a lot of things to start doing right now. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> get on it. Moshe, I want to play, play a track from your CD. Do you have a favorite? Uh, well, my favorite's pretty long. How long is it? It's like seven minutes long. That's fine. Yeah, All right. that's fine. I mean, an open, it's very graphic, too. That's great. Great. Uh, uh, you mean the CD that was just named one of the top 20 comedy CDs of 2009 by iTunes? There were 20 comedy CDs? I mean, <laughs> iTunes had just named me the top new comedian of the year? Yeah, let's play a track from it. Well, how'd you do in the Zune marketplace? <laughs> yeah, that's primary interest. Well, actually, two, iTunes also named me most likely to win the Jordan and Jesse Go fun hat contest. Mm, wow, a bold prediction from you know, iTunes. You know, Amazon MP3 sent me a Twitter message about how much they love Jordan Jesse Go. Oh, thanks, isn't Amazon nice? MP3. Isn't that nice? That is nice. Can you find a way to get us some money? <laughs> that's my next question. <laughs> there's, a, there's, a lot of great, there's a lot of great ways to buy Moshe Kasher's CD. <laughs> Um, what's the track called? Uh, it's called An Open Letter to Modesto, California. Okay. Uh, our, theme <laughs> like music, our theme music is Love You by The Free Design. Uh, sorry we didn't have any calls this week. A little technical trouble again. 206-984-4FUN. If you want to call us about something, 206-984-4FUN. And send those hat contest entries in to jjgo at maximumfun.org, where Jordan will be reviewing them. Um, well, uh, we'll see you next time right here on Jordan, Jesse, Go. Here's Bye. Moshe Kasher. Hey, thanks for having me. I had a really good time. Oh, it was no a problem. I love you, boys. You, you bet, Moshe. We love you as well. Bye, Internet. Dear Modesto, Remember me? I saw you this weekend. Yeah, that's right. The Jew. Well, I just wanted to drop a line and tell you how much I enjoyed performing comedy for you this weekend. That is to say, I didn't. I have performed many places. Highlights include a laundromat, a frat party where I had someone yell, You suck! before I even told a joke. A Jewish temple in full view of the Torah staring down at me, searing its guilty god beams into my back as I talked about my penis. A theater where the median age was literally 80 years old. Those poor old ladies stared up at me in stunned silence for most of an hour, and afterward a female-to-male transgendered character named Grok said, Good job. You really pushed the limits. Really, Grok? Me? I pushed the limits? I kind of thought you pushed the limits with your beard and titties combo meal. 
To be fair, the limits of an 80-year-old retiree party are rather easy to push. A makeshift stage at the Rainbow Gathering, where hippies could gong you off stage in between their ritual grooming of the lice living within the palatial confines of their rainbow dreadlocks. A million other places, literally one million. But of all the funny, shitty, crazy, and depressing places I have ever performed, you, Modesto, you shine through as the absolute worst place I have ever had the bad luck to step into. I say step into because that's how it felt. It felt like you were one big pile of dog shit that some cunty old lady had neglected to clean up after her spoiled rotten Pekingese lap dog had eaten a half a pound of old filet mignon that had wrecked its insides and gave the little fucker a vicious case of doggeria. That's how it felt to enter your slimy little city limits. Okay, maybe you think I'm being a dick, but I have reason. Remember this weekend when I mentioned gay people and you began to boo? Remember that? Yeah, that was weird. But then when someone else yelled, get rid of them, well, I think that's when I fell out of love with you. Did you say get rid of them? By um, do you mean homosexuals? By get rid of, did you mean wholesale slaughter? Yes, delightful. That's the sign of an enlightened society. Screaming yokels calling for the destruction of another group. Thanks, Modesto, for showing me that the little bubble we call the Bay Area is immediately surrounded by human slime. You slimed me, like Ghostbusters. Now, why do you want to get rid of them? I'm going to guess it's for Jesus. Now, is that really what Jesus would want? You know, Jesus, the guy who was all, let he who is without sin cast the first stone. Yeah, that guy, the Prince of Peace, remember? You think he would have been into get rid of him? Jesus is like, oh yeah, I love all mankind. Sure I do. Yeah, turn the other cheek and all that. I love every man, woman, and child on earth. Except the faggots. Ew, that shit is nasty, y'all. A dude with another dude? Ew, I ain't with that broke back shit. My name is Jesus, not Gazus. What we need to do is get rid of them. Yeehaw! I think instead that you have turned into a perversion of anything Jesus would have ever wanted. I think, more likely, Jesus would want to get rid of you. Yes, I love all mankind. Except for that dude in Modesto. Yeah, the guy who yelled out, get rid of him. I'm making an exception for him. Fuck that guy. P.S. Modesto, only place I have ever mentioned being Jewish and received booze in response. That's right, booze. As in, so I'm Jewish and boo. Boo? You boo Jewish? What the fuck? First of all, fuck you. Second though, it's a stand-up comedy show. What are you, surprised it's a Jew on stage? We comprise 88% of the stand-up comics in the world. You take away black people, who I also assume you hate, and Jews, and you're left with, like, one stand-up comic. And he's not funny. Take what you can get, Modesto. Boo, huh? When I hear things like that, I no longer in any way want to entertain you. I don't want anything to do with you. I don't want to waste my breath trying to make you laugh. You don't deserve laughter. You deserve AIDS. And not the good AIDS. You deserve to drink smoothies of vomit and infected pus boosts from Jamba Jews. You deserve to be eaten alive by La Chupacabra and then spit back up into Modesto flesh vomit goat sucker hairballs. You know those billboards on the side of the road that purport to having been written by God that are like, You know that whole love thy neighbor thing? I meant that. God.
Well, if they wrote one for you, it would probably say, I am a perfect omnipotent being. I am perfection incarnate. And yet, creating you was a mistake. God. You know what I hope? I hope you all get married and have kids. I hope you raise those kids to be the same backwater, Miss Down syndrome by one half a chromosome, KKK, West Coast chapter, wife beating, Jimmy Crack Corn, stained barbecue sauce t-shirt, go nowhere, not worth the carbon it took to make your body, backcountry, single digit IQ, shit for brain, bags of filth disgusting waste matter that you are, but through some freak accident of nature, they turn out different. I hope they turn out to have a sensitive side. They will join drama class. They will cry into their Care Bears pillowcases. They will be closer to their mothers. Mommy. I hope that sometime in junior high school, a boy named Yefet moves to Modesto from Israel. Yefet will be a member of the Ethiopian Jewish community that, through some sad state of affairs, has to move to Modesto. I hope Yefet is a beautiful Ethiopian Jew with fine, high cheekbones, smooth ebony skin, and a soft, sweet voice. I hope Yefet is lonely and looking for a friend. I hope your son is that friend. I hope Yefet is the only real friend that your sensitive son has ever truly had. I hope they grow closer and closer until one day your sensitive little son realizes that he loves Yefet. I hope that they will then begin a secret homosexual relationship, that is, until October 16th, 2016. That's the day I hope you come home early from work and open up the bedroom door just in time to see your son giving ferocious head to Yefet's big black cock. And just when you open your mouth to scream, Get out of my house, you faggot! You'll die for this! I hope that just then, Yefet shoots a powerful stream of jism that flies across the room and splatters all over you. I hope Yefet keeps coming and coming and coming until your gaping mouth is filled and your whole face is covered in hot, gay, Jewish black semen. I hope you drink gallons of Yefet's black Jew cum. I hope Yefet has AIDS. Wait, what? Sorry, Yefet. I don't want to give you AIDS, especially because you're a Jew and all, but the guy in this story has to pay. Okay. Okay, I'll give you some freak immunity to AIDS so that you're just a carrier. You'll be like Typhoid Mary, giving the disease to others, but never actually suffering from it. You'll be AIDS Yefet, okay? All right. Okay, so I hope AIDS Yefet shoots his AIDS-addled cum all over you, and that you almost drown in a pool of gay, AIDSy black Jew cum. I hope he has some sort of African super AIDS that you're too ashamed to go to the doctor to treat with a medication cocktail that could save your life. But I hope that you do survive, and live long enough to see your son come out of the closet and declare his love for Yefet. I hope they move to San Francisco together and get married. But before they do that, I hope your son converts to Judaism because he has also fallen in love with the tradition of his husband-to-be, Yefet, the gay black Jew. I hope you see that, and then I hope you die. At any rate, I won't be coming back to performing you anytime soon. In the meantime, fuck off. Yours truly, Moshe Kasher.